0: you glad that the Lord is the God of all of our days? Yeah. Moses, he, he said that we needed to pray in Psalms ninety ten through 12. We need to pray to the Lord and ask him to teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. Uh, because we've got more time than what the devil says we have, Amen. but we've got less time than sometimes what we feel like we have. So we want to make the most of everything the Lord's gave us. He is the God of every one of our days. That means if He's the God of your day and my day, every one of them, it's a God of possibilities, and it's a day of possibilities, right? Amen. Hallelujah. Glory. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Uh, how many's heard the old saying, uh, what you don't know won't hurt you? I've had that told to me before. Have you? You know, that's a lie straight from the pit of hell. What you don't know can hurt you. What you don't know can kill you. Amen? Uh, I was just worshiping the Lord and praying in the Holy Ghost. And um, the Spirit of God gave me the interpretation of what I was praying. And he, He said, I want you to remind yourself and remind my children that... They don't have to die in the lie. They don't have to die in the lie. In other words, Jesus, He promised us that if we would be His disciple, that we would know the truth and the truth would make us free, right? So anything that we don't know the truth about in our lives, then it's a lie. And if it's a lie, it's not of God. If it's not of God, God is life, then it's death. So we don't have to die in the the lie because we can know the truth. And so uh, I thought that would get a bigger response. It it did with me. It encouraged me so much because there's so many things in my life that that I need to know the truth about. And if if God is wanting to show me the truth, I want to hear it and I want to walk in it. Amen. So let's go to the minor prophet uh, for a text and then we'll go to the New Testament. Let's go to the book of Hosea chapter 4. Right after the book of Daniel. Now, Hosea, what, what, a, what a minor prophet he was. Minor in the census. That's what we label him as. But he, he's a, to me, he, he's got some of the most valuable teachings. And how many knows that what we call the minor prophets is the prophetic word for today? The minor prophets is the word for the last days before the coming of the Lord. And so you and I need to take heed to what they say. So, uh, let's read the first six verses, if you would, in Hosea chapter four. When you're there, say amen. Hosea chapter four, verse number one. Hear the word of the Lord, you children of Israel, for the Lord have a controversy with the inhabitants of the land. He has a, when he says that controversy, that's what we'd say today is a lawsuit. Uh, this is a court proceeding. The Lord hath a court proceeding with the inhabitants of the land. Why? Because there is no truth. Number one, there is no truth. Uh, number two, there is no mercy. Number three, nor knowledge of God in the land. Verse number two, by swearing and lying and killing and stealing and committing adultery, they break out and blood toucheth blood. Therefore shall the land mourn and everyone that dwelleth. Aren't you glad we're pilgrims? We don't dwell here. This is not our home. Everyone that dwelleth here shall languish. They shall drop. They shall be sick. With the beasts of the fields and the fowls of heaven, yea, the fishes of the sea also shall be taken away. What's happening? We're seeing birds dropping. We're seeing fish dying. Where are we at? Hallelujah. This has been going on for several years now. Yet let no man strive, nor reprove another, for thy people are are as they that strive with the priest. Verse number 5. Therefore shalt thou fall in the day, and the prophet also shall fall with thee in the night, and I will destroy thy mother. Now, why? Verse number 6. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge, because they have rejected knowledge. I will also reject thee that thou... Shall be no priest to me, seeing thou hast forgotten the law of thy God. I will also forget thy children. Sister Victoria, would you pray? Yes. Amen and amen. Thank you for honoring the Word. Thank you, Sister Victoria. Um, so God says, my people. He's not talking to the world. He's talking to His people. He said, my people, they are, not they shall be, but they're, they are. It's a present tense state, state. If you don't know the truth, if I don't know the truth, then we're going to die in those lies. But if we can know the truth, that truth, Jesus, Jesus, John fourteen six said, "I'm the way, I'm the truth, I am the life." Right, and no man cometh unto the Father but through me. If we know Jesus, then you and I, we're we're in a place in a position where we don't have to have any lie working in our life. We don't have to have, de- have an open door, an avenue for death to work. But here the minor prophet is, is giving us an example, an understanding uh, of what's going to be happening before the coming of the Lord. And as you and I look around the world today, as we look around our mighty nation, uh, we, we see where knowledge has been pushed aside. We see where uh, lies has been accepted. We see where darkness has been en- uh, embraced rather than light and truth. Amen? We, we can't deny that. We, can, we see it. It's happening. And, and, and so, we've got to be in a place and a position where we say, I am the priest of the Lord. Yeah. Come on, we are. We are His priesthood because uh, Peter tells us that. 1 Peter 2.9, you and I, we are a royal priesthood a peculiar people, a chosen generation. I was chosen, you was chosen for this generation to be able to stand up and make a difference. And so, if the Spirit of God said He doesn't want us to die in a lie, then we need to look around and see what's happening. And we need to apply the Word of God and and, and be bold about who we are In Jesus and what Jesus come to do, Jesus come to meet the sinner where they're at, but He come to lift them up out of that sin. He come to to break off the stronghold and the lies of the enemy. Now, notice what He said there. He said, "He said, my people, they are destroyed. Uh, They've made ineffective. Uh, They've become dumb and silent. They've lost their voice." My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. In other words, I don't have nothing to say if I'm not listening to the Lord. If He's not talking innocent through us, I'm sorry. You you know, you need to get up and walk out because you're not hearing anything that is any value to you unless it comes to you by the Spirit from Him. Amen? So He said, My people. Now notice, let's think about My people just for a moment. Remember, the, the, the Bible tells us that the Apostle Paul, he had a helper with him who he said he was very needful and very helpful to him, and his name was Demas. And Demas, his name means popular. He became popular with the world, and all of a sudden, he turned his back on Paul, he turned his back on Jesus, he turned his back on the gospel, and he got swallowed up by the world. Now, you and I, we've got to know and we've got to recognize that the Bible says in the last days before the coming of the Lord, there will be a great falling away. You and I, we're in the midst of it right now. Uh, You know, churches are meeting less and less. um, You know, we went from a sure three times a week to two times, and some of them just meet one time a week. And so we've got to be very cautious to recognize and realize we need to have more church, whether it's alone with the Lord in our own personal prayer closet or or whether it's uh, in a prayer group or in a Bible study group or, in, or actually in a church building, however it might be. We need to be having church all the time because you and I, we are the church. Amen? And we have a promise that when we're operating within that parameter, Jesus said the gates of hell shall not prevail against us. That's a fact, right? Alright, so uh, Ananias and Sapphira, they were in the church. But like Demas, they were destroyed for lack of knowledge. Lack of knowledge. See, you and I, we've got to have the knowledge of the Word of God. It's not what we've heard that causes us to operate in faith. It's what we keep hearing and hearing and hearing. And so, we've got to be in the place where we don't lay anything down, we don't lay anything aside, but we keep hearing by the Word of God what He's saying to us. Because it's not just about us, it's about our children. In other words, it's about the next generation. Come on, God is, what's the old saying? God isn't a grandfather. Come on, he, but why? Because he keeps having children and children and children, and it's your job, it's my job, it's our role to make sure that the next generation that they get reared up, they get raised up in the truth. What a what an opportunity, what a responsibility that we have, Amen. And, and, and so, I won't dwell on this, but I want you to to meditate on these six verses in your prayer time, and just look at our nation, look at where we're at. This is. Coming to pass right before our very eyes. There is a group of people that have no knowledge of God. They have grown up and somewhere along the way they're living their lives. There was a time when there was a generation, a group of people that they didn't know God, but they respected God. And they respected the church. They respected the people who represented the Lord. But we've got a group of people now who they have no respect about the things of God. They have no respect about you. Things is fixing to change before the coming of the Lord. And so you and I have got to be in the place and the position that we stand firm for Jesus Christ. And we talked about it just a little bit last week. Or maybe it was Wednesday night. I don't know when it was. uh, um, About what's happening in Canada. Now, when, when they arrest the pastor, when they arrest the church people who try to come on the church grounds and they put up a, a, a fence, a wall around the church to keep people out, that tells you where the nation is. All right? We've got to be ready. We've got to stand up. We've got to stand strong because for the, before the coming of the Lord, we're going to see a lot of things happen. But none of those things, as Brother Corey was leading us in worship, none of those things change us. Our seasons may change, but God don't change. And so He's still the God of victory. But let's look at some things tonight I think that will help us. Go with me to the New Testament. The Gospel of Matthew chapter 10. And we don't have time to look at all of this, but it, 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 starting in verse 24, red letter, notice what Jesus says. Uh, Matthew ten twenty four. Jesus says the disciples, say that's me, Amen. is not above his master nor the servant above his Lord. Verse 25. It is enough for the disciple that he be as his master and the servant as his Lord. And remember what we talked about this morning. That God the Father loves Jesus. And Jesus then gives that love to us. And Jesus loves us as God loved Him. As. Just as in much. The same degree. Okay, this is the same Greek word. Now think about it just for a minute. Jesus said... That in verse 25, it is enough, it is sufficient for the disciple that he be as his master and the servant as his Lord. Jesus is saying that we can be like him. Amen. So, I I need this knowledge. Come on, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. I need to know what Jesus says about me, what he says about his people, rather than what I feel like, rather than what the devil says, rather than what my situation looks like. Amen. I don't want to die in the lie. In other words, I can have, uh, every, all my ducks in a row except one. I can be blessed in every area of my life except one. And if that area is in a lie, come on, it's separated from God. It's going to die. But God wants you to have the abundant lifestyle we talked about this morning. More than. Amen. And the way that we have that is we don't allow the lack of knowledge to dominate us, to control us, but we say, wait a minute. Jesus said in uh, John 14:12, "The works He did, I can do and greater. Uh, that's being as our Lord. That's being as our master. So I've got to be what the Bible says I am. I can't allow anything less to, to work in my life. See, I'll be honest with you, I've, I've just settled for a lot of things in my life. I, because uh, some things uh, you know the devil's going to fight you on tooth and nail because when you receive them by faith and you operate them by faith uh, uh it's a damage to his kingdom it it, it it pulls people away from the stronghold and the lie of the enemy and it pulls them toward a risen savior and so some things you and i we've got to be like what jesus said we've got to count the cost some things cost more than others I mean, it it was. I look back on my life, it was easy when I first got saved and just go to church. Come on, worship the Lord a little bit, sit in Sunday school. Oh, that was so easy. But when you start walking in the deeper things of God and you start becoming uh, mature in the teachings of the Lord, you become detrimental to the enemy. You become a threat. Say, I'm a threat. Come on, you're a threat. Because you have the Holy Ghost, you have the Word working in your life, you have the whole armor of God, and you can do some things. So, Jesus wants you to know who you are. So, you've got to see yourself as Him. But we've got to always allow the Word to separate us from what's normal and what's natural. And we can't let uh, the standards uh, bring us to a place of mediocrity. Come on, it will cause us to settle. So, drop down with me if you will. And that's what this whole teaching, you look at it in your home study time, is about. But drop down to verse 37, for sake of time. Matthew ten thirty-seven. Uh, no gender intended here, but he or she, he that loveth father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he that loveth son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Now, that's Jesus, not me. But it's the truth. I am the... Truth, right? Jesus said, so I don't want to be destroyed for lack of knowledge. Let me tell you, there are a lot of people uh, in situations and circumstances where they put their marriage ahead of Jesus. They put their kids ahead of Jesus. Uh, they they put whole situations. I know people who go to certain churches, uh, not because God sent them there, but because it's family, it's convenient. But you go uh, you choose to go where the Lord has placed you, amen? So you qualify for the blessing. You're being, you say, I qualify to be as my Lord, as my Master. I qualify to have knowledge. Because, see, I'm willing to accept what the Lord would have, His guidance, His instruction, His hand upon me. And when I'm willing to make that uh, my priority, then He what? He flows more and more into my life, amen? More and more into your life. Now notice this. Verse 38, this goes along with the worship song we were singing. And he or she that taketh not up his or her cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. So we've got to pick up our own cross. Jesus then carried his and he said, I want you not just to pick up your cross. I want you to follow me. This word followeth uh, is from a Greek word that means to accompany in the same way with. So, Jesus is, John 14, 6, once again, He's the only way to the Father. And so, we have to get in that way with Him. Now, Jesus said broad was the way that led to destruction, to hell. But narrow is the way that leadeth unto life, and few be there that find it. So, we've got to recognize and realize there may be a lot of people doing this and doing that. But they're not your Holy Ghost. They're not your Word. You have to uh, obey the Lord in your heart by the Spirit of God. You have to obey the Word to your growth level. And then God counts it perfect. Aren't you glad you don't have to live up to anybody else? You just have to please the One who died for you. Amen? So you're not being destroyed for lack of knowledge. I, I spent half my life trying to please other people. And let me tell you, when you try to please other people, you are the most miserable person. You finally get to where you can't get along with yourself, let alone anybody else. All we have to do is just please Jesus. Amen? Just please Him. Now, I'm going somewhere. Verse 39. He that findeth his life shall lose it. And he that loses his life for my sake shall lose find it. Now, Sister Victoria, would you put that up there in the Amplified? It makes us be able to understand this so much better. Verse 39 in Amplified. Now look at this. Whoever finds his lower life, come on, that's the life here in the flesh. That's the life in this world. Whoever finds his lower life will lose it. The higher life and whoever loses his lower life, on my account, will find the higher life. In other words, the life of the Spirit, the life that is about the eternal. Whoever finds his lower life will lose it, will lose the higher life. So we've got... My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. I, I, I talk to so many people and they're so caught up in what kind of car they drive, what kind of clothes they wear. I I, I was... Daughter, and I was visiting with somebody the other day, and and, and, and they they were so concerned about the about the, this house, and and, and the, about the the cost of the doors and all this stuff. And, and I thought, oh my, I, I feel so sorry for you. You know, it's, God wants us to have good things. He wants us to enjoy this life. Yes, but I, I don't know about you. I don't want to be driven by somebody else. I I, I want what God wants me to have and then I want to be able to rest in what I have, don't you? And so we've got to be very cautious and understand that we can be reaching for the higher thing and it's really the lower thing. See, Ananias and Sapphira, they, they were reaching out for everybody to look to them. They wanted people to look to them like everybody was looking to Barnabas. Look at me, look what I'm doing, look what I'm giving. They were reaching for the high life, but it was really the low life. And they lost the high life. See, whatever you and I, if we seek the reward of man, Jesus said that's all we would ever have. But if we seek for our rewards to be in heaven, then we're going to have everything we're ever looking for. Amen? So I'm not going to be destroyed. You're not going to be destroyed for lack of knowledge because we're going to count on the Holy Spirit to lead us and guide us into all truth like Jesus said. We're going to hold on to that and He's going to build something in our life that cannot be touched by the enemy. Amen? Now let's look at an example. Turn over to the 14th chapter. Now here's an example of a man that was put in position by the Romans. uh, King... Well, he's actually not a king, he's a tetrarch, but Herod. And um, he um, this is Herod Antipas. Now, he, he's in a place... Let's, well, let's read the word. Matthew 14 and 1. And in that time, Herod, the tetrarch, heard the fame of Jesus. You know, there's going to be a lot of people who hear about Jesus. There's going to be a lot of people who know a lot of things about Jesus. But unlike you, they don't know Jesus. It's one thing to know what a person has done or might do or all of those things. But when you know their heart, you know what they will do. Say, I know what he'll do. Come on, you're a living proof of what he'll do. Amen. He takes a sinner and makes him a saint. Come on, he takes someone who is bound and he makes them free. He makes takes somebody who was sin sick and he makes them everywhere whole, amen? You know what Jesus will do, amen? So he heard of this fame of Jesus and he, he knew all the signs, the wonders, the miracles and all of these things. But yet, because he was in a place where he had to have the approval of man, he had to have the approval of all of those around him, pride destroyed his life. So you and I, we've got to see that and we've got to learn from it. Jesus said, My people, by the Spirit of God, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And so He's in this place where He's seeing all of Jesus and His disciples. He's seeing all of these things work. And and, and look what happened. And, the, and He said unto His servants, this is John the Baptist talking about the fame of Jesus. He is risen from the dead and therefore mighty works do showeth forth themselves in Him. So w- w- we see that That there is no excuse. He's seeing the power of God. He's seeing what God can do and what God wants to do. And and that's where we're at in this generation right now. You and I, we have the Word of God Bible after Bible on our shelf, on our smartphone, uh, on our computer. We have the ability to study the Bible like no generation has ever had, yet we're in a generation that is biblically illiterate. So, you and I, we've got to stand up and say, well, I can't help what other people choose, but I choose the Word. I, I, I'm going to hold on to the Word. I'm going to, I know that the Word is the most important thing to me. Nothing else is more important. Now, notice this. Uh, for Herod had laid hold. Now, he goes back and he gives us an understanding of what happened. For Herod had laid hold on John, and he bound him. He put him in prison for Herodias' sake, his brother Philip's wife. Verse number four, Uh, for John said to him, it is not lawful for thee to have her. And when he would have put him to death, he feared the multitude because they counted him as a prophet. The people counted John the Baptist as a prophet. So, in other words, we have a man here fulfilling the the old covenant, the greatest uh, up until the time of Christ, out of the mouth of Jesus. That's what he said. And he's ending the old covenant, bringing us into the time of the new, as Jesus is going to fulfill all things. And, and, and the Bible tells us here that he's standing for what's right. Now, the Bible tells us in Leviticus 18 and Leviticus 20 that uh, w- when you commit this sin, you're uncovering your uh, brother's nakedness. And so, in other words, this is, the, this is the, the, the sin that should not happen. And so he's making a stand. And when he makes this stand, uh, he's presenting the knowledge of God. Now, why are we talking about this? Because you and I as a church, uh, as the Holy Ghost would lead us, as the Spirit would inspire us, we're gonna have to make a stand for what's right and what's wrong. There was a time when we would just kinda sit back and maybe even grin at some of this little stuff that's going on, but we're past that stage. We can't grin any longer because the sin is getting grievous. It is a, it is a nostril, uh, degenerative smell into the, the very uh, nostrils of God it is it is a stench into him and you and I we need to stand up because God wants us to be strong because if we truly love people we're not talking about preaching at people we're talking about ministering to people we're talking about getting a hold of the heart by the help of the Holy Spirit and say listen hey, let me let me give you an option here see the devil doesn't want anybody to have any options he wants them to follow him blindly, but Jesus said, "The blind shall follow the blind, and they will come on." But Jesus, He's the cross across that ditch, Amen. He's the answer to the situation. He can cause people to see. All right, now notice this, verse number six. When Herod, but uh, when Herod's birthday was kept, the daughter of Herodias uh, danced before him and pleased Herod. Now. The Bible doesn't tell us, but we can look at at church history through uh, uh, Josephus and we can read some of his writings. And tradition out of those writings tell us that that this girl was anywhere from 12 to, to 15 years of age. Does that make you think of what's happening in America today? Our youth is being exploded. They're being exploited in every way. They're, they're being turned into sex symbols. They're, they're being caused to grow up at a young age. And I'm here to tell you, it's wrong in the name of Jesus. And we need to shut the door on it. And we need to call sin, sin. And we need to throw the book at what is a pedophile situation. Amen? If they're not, I don't think that God is pleased when we say, Well, age has changed. And accountability has changed. And understanding has changed. Why is that? God wants us to protect our children and keep their innocence. Amen? I remember when I lost my innocence. I remember it just as well. And it caused me pain and sin and struggle for years upon years. It was an open door. The devil told me it was freedom, and it was what? It was the opposite of freedom. It was bondage, and it took the Holy Ghost to be able to help me to get out of it in the name of Jesus. Amen. So you and I, we need to stand up, and we, I don't I, this First Amendment right, freedom of this and freedom of that. What is true freedom? True freedom is in the Lord Jesus Christ, in Him alone. Amen. the daughter of Herodias, danced before him and pleased Herod. This word pleased, uh, I don't want to be gross, but I want to make sure you understand it from the King James Bible even. This word pleased is from two Greek words. The first one means to lift and rise. The second word means emotion. What are we talking about here? She pleased a man. Okay? So, this is perverted. This is wrong. And so, here he is. He's in this situation. But this is what the devil is doing to our country, to the world right now. He's setting people up and he's letting their emotions... He's allowing lust... To drive and to motivate, and and then it gets them in a place in a position where they can't back down, or they'll lose respect among their peers. They think the devil wants to get you in a place in a position where we'll hang ourselves. So we can't be destroyed for lack of knowledge. We've got to see what the enemy's trying to do. The enemy sets things up. He sets up booby traps. He sets up... Brother Duckett, I'm sure that you saw all sorts of things in Vietnam that would scare us to death where you had to learn how to move around and through what the enemy had set up to kill you. Well, that's in the natural. How much more in the spiritual? Amen? So she danced before him and she pleased him. Verse number 7. Whereupon he promised with an oath, he swore to his God, he promised with an oath to give her whatsoever she would ask. And she, being before instructed of her mother, said, Give me here John the Baptist's head on a charger, on a plate. Now, can you imagine what evil. The mother had to first allow this perverted, provocative, sexual innuendo dance to happen, but then to put it in her own child's mind to ask for the head of a prophet. History repeats itself. Know where we're at and understand. And the book of Revelation tells us there's a whole generation of people that under the altar, they were beheaded because they loved the Lord. They did not bow down to the world and their blood is crying out. They cry out night and day. When are you going to come, Lord? When are you going to justify what's been done? Recognize and realize things are happening. There's an attitude being changed towards Christian. There's that attitude that the world is starting to hate you. Starting to hate who you represent, better said. Amen? And so we've got to win the lost at all costs while we have an opportunity. This is the season. This is the time. This is the opportunity that you and I have. Verse number 9. And the king was sorry. There have been a lot of times I've been sorry for what I've done. But I couldn't get out of it because the devil set me up. He set me up and he wrapped me up in a bowl and there I was. Only Jesus Christ had the scissors that would cut the ties of the enemy off. Amen. And the king was sorry nevertheless for the old sake. And when them which sat with him at meat, he commanded to be given unto her. And he sent, and he beheaded John in the prison. And his head was brought in a charger or on a plate and given to the damsel and she brought it to her mother. Now, he could have backed down. He could have said, now listen, when I told you I would give you anything up to half my kingdom, I'm talking about materialistic things. He could have made a stand, but he didn't do it. Because he did not want to be embarrassed. You and I, we've got to make a choice. Jesus said, if you're ashamed of me. So we've got to learn ahead of time how to make sure that it's not about pleasing man, but it's about pleasing God and standing strong for Him. Now, I want to give you a little bit of hope and a comfort. As horrible as this was, John the Baptist fulfilling the old covenant... uh, up to his part to where Jesus had to finish it. John 19.30. It is finished when he hung on the cross. But he lost his head because the Old Covenant, the Old Testament, could not do what the New Testament could do. He, The head is in Jesus Christ. Come on, the head is the grace of God bringing salvation to you. So the, the enemy thought that he was uh, going to destroy something that God had planned. But God was... 2,000 years ahead of him. God had done seen Jesus hanging on the cross even before. He, he saw him uh, hanging on the cross in Genesis 3.15. He spoke it out. He saw it even before the foundation of the world, the Bible says. But he spoke it out in Genesis 3.15. So you, you, I, I, I love how our God knows what's going to happen. He knows how to handle it. He knows how to take care of it. Amen? So we're not going to be destroyed for lack of knowledge is what I'm saying because you have the Spirit of God and He's so far ahead of the devil that through Jesus you have nothing to worry about. Amen? All right. So Jesus said don't don't get caught up in what man thinks about you there in, in, in Matthew 10. And then we have this example right here uh, to make sure that that we stand strong for the lord in 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 situations and if you make a mistake if I make a mistake this back up come on don't don't keep going forward i i've been in a lot of situations on bad roads in a dump truck and, and 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 you get in a situation uh where you know you, you go so far and you think well if I go just a little bit further maybe it's going to get better but there's been a lot of times when i went a little further and it didn't get better it got worse and you had to- had to get really go through a lot to get out of that situation let's stop, come on, stop, and wait on the Lord. let the Spirit of God empower you and strengthen you. I'm telling you this ahead of time. God wants to help us, and He wants to use us to help other people. The devil is there he's going to knock and He's going to bring things that look enticing He's going to bring things that look like uh that they're so innocent, but they're not. Amen. And so you and I—we've got to help people to see what's right, what's wrong. We've got to help them see the light and turn away from the darkness. All right. So, now, all through the Word of God, all through the the, the Gospels, we we have Jesus giving us the reality of truth. But let's go to John sixteen and, and let's let let's see what Jesus has to say. Uh, where we know that we can have the truth, and we don't have to be destroyed for this lack of knowledge. We don't have to go like everybody else does. Amen. All right, in uh, John chapter sixteen, verse number thirteen. John sixteen thirteen, Jesus makes this statement. He says, "Howbeit, when he, the Spirit of truth, is come." Because he just said in verse number 12, i got many things to say to you, but you can't hear it now. Uh, because we had to get under the new covenant. We had to get into that new place of that new birth. But he said, How be it when He, the Holy Spirit of truth, the Spirit of truth is come, He will guide you into all truth. Now we've heard that verse, and if we're not careful, we've heard it so much that we just let it just pass past our eyes. But God wanted us to know that my people, His people, are destroyed for lack of knowledge. So, if I have an assurance here that I can know what I need to know when I need to know it. I don't have to die in the lie. Now, what did He say? So, so the Holy Spirit came on the day of Pentecost, right? All right, so he's here now. So, so the Holy Spirit of Truth is here now, and he said, Jesus said, when he's come, that he will guide you into all truth. Right. But I've got to believe that. I, I, I've got to know that when the devil comes and he starts lying to me, he starts showing me something, he starts trying to discourage me, he starts trying to speak a lie into my life that will bring a, di- a death, a dying off. That I can say, no, wait a minute. That doesn't bear witness with me. Something's not exactly right there. Because the Holy Spirit of truth is at odds with this lying spirit, with this one who would want to bring death and destruction. He wants to bring life and freedom. Amen? And so you have this assurance. So you've got to learn how to pray. I've got to learn how to pray the Word of God continually. And when, when we're feeling discouraged, when we're feeling uncomfortable, when we're feeling depressed, when we're feeling, uh, in some kind of temptation or some kind of, uh, struggle, some kind of, uh, uh, work of the enemy, we, we, we say, I thank you, Lord, that the Holy Spirit come on the day of Pentecost. And then He come in my life when I got born again. So right now, I receive all truth. You you pray that out, you you say that, and when you say that, all of a sudden, angels stand alert, and they start grabbing the truth that God has stored up that is in your cubicle in heaven, and they start bringing that truth to you, and that's the truth that makes you free, that's the truth that causes you to walk in liberty, that causes you to have the more than abundant lifestyle that Jesus wants you and I to have. Howbeit, when He, the Spirit of truth, has come, He will guide you into all truth, for He shall not speak of Himself. Now, so many times you hear people, and they'll come to me and they say, and I'm sure they do you the same way, they'll say, I don't know if this is God or not. And and so, you know, thank God that that, that, that He he, uh, builds us up together. We get to grow up together and we can help one another. Because all you and I have got to do is we're going to say, what you're hearing the words, the revelation, the unction, the direction, is it lifting up Jesus or is it lifting up the flesh? Is it bringing edification, exhortation and comfort or is it causing you to feel defeated? Come on, you, 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 you can test it. You can try. 1 John chapter 4, verse number 1, the command by the apostle of love by the unction of the Holy Spirit is to try the spirits to see if they be of God or not. And then he goes on to tell us in verse number 4 that greater is He, that Holy Spirit that's in us, come on, is greater than any spirit in the world. So I have this promise. I have this assurance. I don't have to be destroyed. I don't have to die in the lie. I can know the truth. Amen? And that truth is going to make me free. He said... Uh, he. uh he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. Oh, hallelujah. So, uh, you know, as y'all were being moved by the Spirit this morning, we talked about the things to come. Yes, there are going to be battles, but God's going to go before us. Uh, uh, he's going to hasten to perform his word he's going to bring in the prodigals he's going to bring in those who uh, have got lost somewhere along the wayside that's 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 a, a, a word of what's coming I want to know what's coming don't you because if I know what's coming by the Lord when I see something that's not of God I can renounce it, reject it But I can embrace and work in what God's wanting to do. So there is no destruction in my life. I'm not going to be dumb and silent. You're not going to be dumb and silent. We're going to speak as the Spirit of God gives us utterance. We're going to speak as He moves upon us. And those words are the words of life. And they're the words that frame Hebrews 11 and 3. That frame your world and my world from what the enemy has to what God has. Amen? Amen? Hallelujah. All right. Now, notice this verse 14. Uh, this Holy Spirit of Truth, He shall glorify Jesus. Woo! Anything I hear that doesn't bring Jesus glory, then I I've done tried it, and I've done thrown it by the wayside. It's not of God. It's not going to take root in my life. It's not going to limit me or hinder me. Now I, I just preach to myself because y'all obviously don't have these problems. But I hear I hear this stuff all the time. I hear uh, you can never be what God wants you to be. But here's why you can't. Because you've done this in your sinful life before. That's right, Sister Sharon. Amen. But see, that's what the devil does. Because He wants to discourage you. He wants to tell you that you're limited by your past. No, I've been made free. You've been made free from your past. Our past has nothing to do with who we're going to be other than Jesus Christ has took that past and He can even use the negative things of my past for His glory, for His good. Amen? Oh, hallelujah. So I'm in the place in the position where I, I can see now what, what is not glorifying God and I can recognize it. I can, I, I, I can then uh, car, uh, put it in a compartment that is a lie and I can separate it by the blood where it has no effect on the destiny that God would have for me. Come on, no limitation. He shall glorify me for he shall receive of mine and shall show it Unto you Now, I love this, because this word show here, this is a, a Greek word uh, where we would get, uh, th- the best way to describe it in English would be two ways. Uh, n- number one uh, would be a dress rehearsal. It, it would be like uh, when, when they when they do a play or whatever, and they do a full dress rehearsal, and they act it all out. In other words, by the seeing eyes of the Spirit, you and I can look into heaven... And we can see what God wants done. He will rehearse it before our eyes. He will reveal that Word. Show us that it's alive and well. That it is quickening. That it is life-giving, in other words. And it's for us right now. And we can just do what He is showing us. And it will work. Now, sometimes that's hard. And sometimes I've missed it. You know. Uh, there's some things I was supposed to have done in service that I haven't done. And and I repent of that. Amen. And I say, Lord, you give me another chance and I'll do it. Amen. And, and that's the kind of God that we serve. So you just, just let him just show you. In other words, if, if, you, if he shows you something or you hear something and it bears witness with the Holy Spirit in you, if it brings Jesus' glory, if it causes edification, exhortation and comfort among the people, do it. Do it. Amen. Because the devil doesn't want us to be uh, in unity. He doesn't want Jesus to be glorified in us and through us. And he'll do anything he can to stop that. But he's not going to do it because we're not going to... Come on. We're not going to die in the lie. We're going to know the truth. All right. He shall glorify me for he shall receive a mine and shall show it unto you. He shall dress rehearsal before you. The other uh, good revelation of this word would be he would be a conductor. You know, the conductor stands there and, and you know tells everybody exactly what to do. I mean, I never did understand any of that, but whatever. But, uh, but by the Holy Ghost, you and I, we can just watch Him magnify Jesus. And we know what to do. You cannot fail. Come on, you cannot fail. God has set you and I up for success. Think about how blessed we are. He's allowed us to be born in this last generation... In a, in, a, in a the nation of America, He's gave us each other. He's gave us this church. How much more blessed could we be? Come on, we're going to do some things. We're going to take back souls by the power of the Spirit from the enemy. And we're going to see them translated into the kingdom of God's dear Son. Amen? I believe it, don't you? Okay. I don't want to beat a dead horse. So, I'm going to quickly turn back to chapter 8 in John I want you to see something. You know this verse as well, but it's not what you know. It's what you're doing. Amen? Notice what Jesus said. And starting in... uh, uh, Boy, it's hard to... In verse 28, uh, Then Jesus said unto them, When you have lifted up the Son of Man, then shall you know that I am He, and that I do nothing of Myself, but as My Father hath taught Me... I speak these things. In other words, Jesus is that pattern uh, of rehearsal. Jesus, He looked just like you and I are to look. And whatever He saw the Father doing, that's what He did. Whatever He heard the Father saying, that's what He said. So He's our example. Now notice this. Verse 29. And He that sent me is with me. Aren't you glad that Jesus... It says in Mark chapter 16 that Jesus said, I want you to go. And He said these five signs shall follow you. The first one, you'll cast out devils. The last one, you shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. And He said, I'm going to go with you. And it said that He went with the disciples, the apostles, confirming the Word with signs following. So just as God went with Jesus by the Spirit, He goes with you and I today. Amen? Now notice this. And as He... That sent me is with me. The Father has not left me alone, for I do always those things which that please him. Now think about the worship song. We're not alone. We are never, never, ever alone. Now notice this. And as he spake these words, many believed on him. The word of God is the only thing that's going to bring people out of sin and into salvation. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. You and I, we're not going to get anybody saved by talking to them about the things of the world. We can talk to them about the things of the world to use that for an opening. But somewhere along the way, we've got to speak Jesus to them, amen? Because my people are destroyed for lack of, what? Of knowledge and the lack of knowing about Jesus. And so we've got to figure out by the Spirit of God where He would give us an opportunity to speak that. Now notice what happens. Verse 31, Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on Him. See, right here is our situation. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. You can believe to a certain point. You can even believe to salvation. But you can live a life that's full of bondage. How do I know that? Because you're looking at Him. I was bound up in so many things about what people thought or what I thought they thought. Uh, how they viewed what i done, what I said i I let them control me rather than let the Holy Spirit lead me and guide me and it was a miserable, miserable life, and there's other people like me, and God wants to help them so it's not just the believing. For salvation, He wants us to believe Him for abundance. Notice this. Then said Jesus to the Jews which believed on Him, Ye continue. Now this word continue is meno. It means to to abide, to live, to, to let the Word of God have an expectancy, a creative expectancy in your life. If you continue in My Word, then are you My disciples indeed. So, in other words, in action. God wants us to be His disciple and not just because, oh, I'm a disciple of Jesus. No, He wants us to be a disciple because we hear what He says, we see what He's doing, and just do it. Just do it. But people, they have to be taught. Right now, what did the Apostle Paul say? He said, follow me as I follow. Well, it's the same way today. You and I, we follow the writings of Paul. As he followed Jesus. But we're following as the Holy Spirit reveals those writings. And we're making that same commitment. And we're pulling people to Jesus by our following in faith. In obedience. In action. Amen. Okay. He said, then are you my disciples indeed? Now notice this. Verse 32. And you shall know the truth. You know this verse. And the truth shall make you... But see, any area that I don't allow Him to have the final say, I'm not disciplined in, that I'm not His disciple, that I'm not, in other words, I'm not working that part of the Word, I can have 99% liberty and freedom and victory, but in that 1%, it can be a living hell. Right now, the devil is working overtime. See, nothing's changed. The Bible tells us in Isaiah 46, 9 and 10, 8, 9 and 10, if you read to get the full context, that God said, I'm going to declare the end of time from the beginning of time. All right? Now, I know this makes people uncomfortable, but the sin in the garden, whether we want to admit it or understand it or not, was sexual. There was and whether you, you want to get that deep or not, so declaring the end from the beginning. Have you ever seen I, 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 it's unreal to me how much morals has changed since I was a kid. It, it's unreal what is acceptable now, what not only is acceptable, it's the norm. Apostle Paul told the church at Corinth, he said that, that all the other sins that you commit, they're outside your body. But the sexual sins, they're... And so why is the devil trying to take away a generation now that is, for lack of a better term, sex crazy? They don't know the truth. They do not know the truth. Nobody ever told me until Jimmy Kaufman when I was a little boy that, that fornication would send you to hell. I, I was ignorant. I, I was being destroyed for lack of knowledge. I, You say, well, you, you couldn't. How did you not know that? Would I lie to you in church? I didn't know. And he told me that and I thought, that's the truth. I don't know how I know it's the truth. But I know... See, until I got to the age of accountability, my spirit was alive unto God. Same way with you. Until you got to the age of accountability where Paul talks about it in Romans chapter 7 to where sin expresses itself and you have knowledge of the law, that's when you die, that, spiritually speaking. And, and so I had all my prayers answered. As a little boy, I could get, there's uh, things that would astound you that God done that would help me in this t- part of my life now. Because if He would do that when I was innocent before Him, what's He going to do now because of the blood of Jesus? Amen. Amen? So, we can't be destroyed for lack of knowledge. Right now, there's a whole group of people who thinks it's alright to do what they're doing. We have... All sorts of things at an alarming rate that is that is there to, by the enemy to destroy people. And the church has got to stand up and not preach at people, but love people into the truth. Amen? We've got to love them into the truth. I want to close with this thought. I, I, I'm, I'm, I've just shared with you my heart. Um, I don't really know how these things are going to go. Uh, I just pray them out in the Spirit, and then I just let, I'm just trusting the Lord. And if you'll continue to allow me to do that, God's going to teach us some things. He's going to put us in a place of success that we've never been before. Amen. I believe it with all my heart. But we've got to walk together. Amen. Amos 3 3 Can two walk together unless they be agreed? We've got to come in agreement. Amen. Amen. And we're not going to know everything uh, at once, but it's going to be revealed to us as we walk it out by faith. But Col- the book of Colossians in closing. Colossians chapter 1. Uh, Notice starting in verse number 9. Just a few scriptures and I'll let you go. Colossians 1 and 9. For this cause we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and desire that you might be filled with the teachings of the world. With what? My people are destroyed for lack of So, Paul prayed this for the church at Colossae. In other words, he's praying it for us today because these epistles are written for us. So, you and I, we need to be in the place where we pray the Word of God. We do the very same thing. We make this prayer for this cause also since the day we heard it, we do not cease to pray for you and desire that you might be filled with the knowledge and the will, the knowledge of His will, and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. So, Father, we we thank You that this is Your will for us to have, what? Knowledge. And all wisdom and understanding. Just pray that prayer out. Say, that's the Father's will. And I pray it in the name of Jesus over me, over my family, over my my church family, over my my community. And as you pray that, God's going to do what? He's going to give you an opportunity to instill whatever's lacking in their life. That's what Paul did. He prayed this prayer and then he went there and he ministered in the power and the demonstration of the Holy Ghost. And that's what we're going to do. Amen? For the glory of God. Verse 10, that you might walk worthy of the Lord. You can only do that with this understanding, with this knowledge. That you might walk worthy of of the Lord into all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. I'm to be increasing in knowledge. But see, when I look to darkness, darkness overwhelms me. Now, let, let me be honest with you. Jimmy told me that word, and I knew it was truth. I knew it was right, and I had a choice to make. I could have followed after that word, and I could ask him questions and figured out how to accept and receive Jesus. But then I thought about what I was enjoying in the flesh and the carnality of my life. I rejected light. I embraced darkness. And that part of my life got swallowed up. I got overwhelmed. So I understand why we have a generation right now that is moved and motivated by sexual deviancy, by sin. But Jesus Christ is the answer. He's the answer, amen? He's the one that can truly make us free. Now notice this. That you might walk worthy of the Lord and to all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. I can know what God really wants instead of settling for the substitute of the devil. No lack of knowledge. I can know. I can understand what sex between a husband and a wife really is. Instead of what the devil perverts it into. Come on. We have got to stand up and we've got to talk about things that are uncomfortable to be able to bring people out of lies and into truth. Amen? Now, stay with me just a couple more verses. Notice this. Uh, drop down to verse 12. Giving thanks unto the Father. Come on, you and I, we need to be thankful. We need to be grateful. Uh, Which has made us meet. Come on, that means God qualified you. He has made us qualified to be partakers in the inheritance of the saints in light. So, not only Matthew 5, 14, 15, and 16, not only are we the light, but we're in light. So, the reason why I am light is because I'm first in light. I'm in Jesus. So, I'm in this light, and I have an inheritance. And that inheritance is, that's the light that brings knowledge to any dark area that's in my life, anything where death is trying to get a hold of me, I can say, Lord, this doesn't feel right. This doesn't look right. What's the truth? And, and, and you start praying this Word. You start trusting the Lord. And He starts bringing in a, a revelation of where you're at, uh, of what you're really doing, and where He can take you uh, by the power of His Word in liberty and freedom and success with peace. Notice this. Verse 13. Who someday, at the sounding of the trumpet, who hath delivered us, it's done. You've got to believe you're delivered. See, as long as I come in agreement with the devil, I never could get past my addictions my limitations my hindrances because i was always waiting on someday the spirit of the lord would do this someday jesus would do this someday something would happen it'd be a a doodad running up my back it would be a a a, a word that that somebody confirmed amen no who hath delivered who us from the power of of darkness now you've got to understand this word power here it's not power as in i can pick this up and throw it out the room it's authority i've been delivered from the authority you've been del- every believer has been delivered from the authority of the devil see authority would be like if a police officer well like they done in canada the, the police, they come and they, they handcuff the pastor and took him off to jail because they had the authority to do it. The devil used to come and handcuff me and lead me with a hook in my nose to my sin. But he doesn't have the authority any longer. I've been delivered from the authority of darkness, every lie, every working, and have been translated into the kingdom of his dear son. So I, I'm not going to be destroyed for lack of knowledge. I'm not going to die in the lie. The the truth is I already have everlasting life. The truth is I have victory. I have freedom. I have success. I have the authorization from heaven to trample, Jesus said, on serpents. Over all power. Luke ten nineteen, Sister Victoria. Luke ten nineteen. Behold, I give unto the church. Behold, I give unto you power. Once again, that's authority. I give you... A, no, wait a minute. Hold it. Back up. That's not right. Mm-mm. Behold, I give unto you dunamis power. Mir- miracle working power to tread on serpents and scorpions over all the power, the authority. Over all the authority of the enemy and nothing by any means. The, the miracle working is Jesus. His Isaiah 9 6, his name shall be called Wonderful Pilah, miracle. The miracle of the cross gives me victory over all the authority of the enemy. Amen. So you've been translated. You're in the kingdom of God's dear son. To be in the kingdom means that the authority that was in darkness in this world it cannot dominate you any longer. Now, we can't make decisions for other people. We can pray for them. We can try to influence them. But we can make the decision for ourselves that we're going to come into this truth and not going to die in the lie. Pray with me. Father God, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the best of my ability, what I feel like that You prayed through me by Your Spirit, I have... Delivered this word out. I ask Lord that you help us to hide this word in our heart. By the anointing of the Holy Ghost. I ask you to help us write this word on the table of our heart. I ask that you would help us to implement this word in everyday action. And help us be prepared to make a stand for what's right. To be the light in you that would shine in darkness. And cause people to be pulled and drawn out. Of what's wrong. And be brought into what's right. Lord let it be. Let them. Sense every lie that is working. And let them cast that care upon you. Let them receive a word of truth. That truth that you said if we would put into action in our life. That would make us free. Lord let it be. We ask these things in the mighty name of Jesus.